Welcome to the Two Cent Dad podcast, where we interview dads to discuss their journeys of intentional fatherhood while doing work they care about and living a life of purpose. I'm your host, Mike Sudik. When I meet people who want to start a company and, uh, and they do have a spouse, it's the, the first thing that I ask them. Or if I meet people who have a spouse and they want to join my company, I one of the first questions that I do ask is like, what does your spouse think of this? Because if they are, it's a crazy thing to do, there's a lot of stress that you're introducing. Uh, and if they are not um, totally 100% with it, then they should not do it. And I advise they, they stay away from doing it. David Cancel joins the podcast today. David is a serial entrepreneur. He's the former chief product officer at HubSpot, and his most recent startup can be found at Drift.com. He talks about getting up at 5.30 a.m. and why he does not believe in work-life balance. Let's jump in. I wanted to reach out to you, so I appreciate you taking the time. So, oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. No one talks about this, so I'm excited to talk about it. They really don't, and it, it's hard to address. I think the, the, the thing that I've come against is either people aren't really doing a good job at being a, being a dad in amongst that, so then they don't want to talk about it. But I think yep. that's 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 detrimental to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I, I think you'd have to have a conversation around it. So, so why don't you give why don't you give a little background of yourself or what you're doing now, just for people that maybe don't know? So, sure. So, uh, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. Started uh, many companies, five to be exact, and have been part of the starting of several others. Uh, I'm focused. Uh, on my family, and I am focused uh, on starting a new company called Drift, which I started a year ago now. And uh, beyond that, I help when I do have time, which is not very much of it. I advise, invest, and sit on the board of various companies. Okay, so what does what does Drift do then? So uh, Drift is uh, focused on customer marketing. So we basically help companies. Uh, do a better job at serving their customers. And so uh, most of the companies that I have started in the past were focused on uh, helping companies get new customers from a marketing and sales standpoint. And what we found is that not many companies are good at uh, treating their customers well and, uh, and keeping and growing those relationships. And so we're focused on everything that happens after someone becomes a customer, which usually involves um, many teams within a company, but basically... Uh, we're here to help them better serve. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so this is you said your fifth. You've you've done about five startups now. Yeah, this is my fifth startup okay. officially. Yeah. Okay. And you got young kids. So where did where does your family fit in all that? You know, normally those are mutually exclusive, right? <laughs> yeah. The uh, my I do. I have uh, uh, two kids. My son is four years old, and my daughter is ten years old. And uh, they have been, of course, this is my fifth startup. They have been a you know, uh, my daughter has been a part of three of those startups now, and my wife has been a part of all five of them. Okay. So how do you so how do you balance that? I mean, what obviously a startup or a company is a lot like I, this is a heresy, but a lot like a child. You know, what I mean, you put your oh, blood, okay. sweat, and tears into it, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and and you are you care about it, you think about it all the time. You know, yep. how how do you? I guess how was that a big shift for you starting multiple companies when you started having kids, like you said, or you know, and mm-hmm. then and then beyond that, you know, did your habits change and what what did that look like? So uh, definitely. So uh, after starting a family, a and uh, definitely harder, right? Yeah, That's a, it's a lot harder, and it really came down to um, 
changing the way that I would prioritize and kind of focus and spend my energy. Uh, we have, and uh, you know, for me, a lot of people would ask me about uh, balance. You know, whether it's work-life balance or uh, work-life family, but you know, balance. And uh, you know, my uh, my perspective has always been like that. That I don't believe in kind of traditional uh, balance that people talk about. And so, and I find that people that are that are striving usually to have things in balance are thinking at a very uh, uh, kind of in a very small way. They're thinking about how do they have balance each and every day, and which yeah. I kind of sets people up to be miserable because it's impossible to be balanced every day, right? Like uh, life is a constant ebb and flow between things. And so I look at uh, balance on a large scale and think like sometimes I'm completely out of balance and the right thing to do is to focus all my energy on family. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes I'm completely out of balance and I need to focus today on something that has to do with professional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, professional uh Issues and so, what I'm striving for is at a large scale to be in balance, but not on a day-to-day basis, which I think is what most people uh, interpret that as meaning. Sure. Yeah. So, how did that? So, you have, you said you have a ten-year-old and a four-year-old. Is that correct? Yes. So, so obviously different stages there. You know, like firstborn. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yes. it's like it's a ton of time. So you're out the balance. The balance probably is way more the family side. So yep. how how's that changed for you over just you know now that your kids are getting a little bit more out of that stage, maybe going to school and yes. and doing that. So, so. school has helped. Uh, so my son just started uh, nursery school, and my daughter's in fifth grade. And so uh, the thing that I've chose to do is that um, our schedules are unpredictable, right? Especially when starting a company. And so I, I found that nights are the most unpredictable for me, right? And because there's uh, long hours or there's a work event or there's, there's just always something happening or there's sometimes there's a school event and, you know, there's always an event at, at night that you can't predict. And so I focus my energy on being present and uh, being focused on spending time with my uh, kids in the morning. And so for me, what that involves is that I... You know, I hate to travel because I don't like to miss mornings, right? Mm, like, yeah. so I want to be there each and every morning. And sometimes it would make more sense for me to, let's say, stay in town um, because I have a late night event and then an early morning event. But I won't because I will come home to make sure that I'm there in the morning when my kids wake up. And so I have breakfast with them and I have and I drive them to school now. And so this is how school has helped. So this is the time that I spend with them. Uh, driving the two of them to school, dropping them off, and then off to work I go. So you're pretty much offline during that time? I mean, is that a known yes. with your team to say, hey, this is intentional time, I'm going to be out of pocket? kind of? Yeah, and luckily, yes, and uh, and it's it's easy because, uh, you know, we're a software company, and so software companies uh, are full of engineers who get up late, and a lot yeah. of them have families, and so, like, you know, by the I get up pretty early. I get up around 5.35 usually, and, um, and, you know, and by the time I get into work, I've dropped my kids off, had breakfast, get in, and, uh, you know, engineers are just getting up. Right? And yeah. they're just like, good morning. And I'm just like, I've been up for like five hours. Yeah, and you you're know, like ready to go. You're, you know, you're yeah, already. This is like lunchtime already. By the time. <laughs> so that's, that's not that's a big great. issue. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how involved has your, your family been in the startups? I mean, are they, are, do you incorporate them in, like, do they come to the office? You know, do you introduce them to your team? I mean, how, how does that work? Uh, I try to be, have them super involved, right? Um, well, I'll back up and say, in some ways, I try to make sure that they're involved and in other ways, uh, they're not. Um, and I try to kind of like shield them 
from the ups and downs, I would say, you know, like startups and starting companies, there's a lot of uh, anxiety about uh, the roller coaster ride that you go on each day. And so like, I try not to bring that home with me. Uh, but then at the same time, uh, especially as we're starting a new company, uh, I bring my kids to the office if I can, I bring my team to my house, and you know, we'll have events, and we'll have dinners and, and stuff like that. And so everyone, you know, my kids know most of the people on the team at this point. And so, and some of the folks that are uh, on this, on, as part of Drift, I've started other companies alongside, so they've known them for a long time now. And so they are kind of like part of an extended family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that with like your spouse? Like that's, that's a big commitment to, <laughs> I mean, say, I mean, a start, starting a company is a big commitment, but then yeah. also that aspect where you're saying, Hey, I want, you know, this is They're going to be like family. Yes. You know, how, how have you just, I mean, is that is that a, a good discussion, bad discussion? I mean, was that uh, for me, it's been very good? It's been yeah. very good. Uh, but it is the first thing when I meet people who want to start a company, and uh, and they do have a spouse. It's the the first thing that I ask them. Or if I meet people who have a spouse and they want to join my company, I, one of the first questions that I do ask is like, "What does your spouse think of this?" Because if they are, it's a crazy thing to do. It's a lot of stress that you're introducing. Uh, and if they are not um, totally 100% with it, then they should not do it. And I advise they, they stay away from doing it, right, because it's going to cause problems. And for me, I'm lucky my wife, um, I met at one of my first startups that I worked with. She had her own startup uh, that was successful. And so she knows and uh, knows this life and kind of grew up in a family of small business owners and so was uh, used to this kind of life. And uh, if anything, you know, uh, most people think like entrepreneurs are super risk takers, but, uh, they're not usually right. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, personally, they're usually super con- uh, conservative like I am. And, uh, and when I start a new thing, I'm more nervous than anyone. And, uh, and it is my wife that says like, yeah, you should go do it. Right. And I'm <laughs> like, really? Should I? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Uh, and so, yeah, she's been the, the greatest, uh, backer and supporter of all my companies. That's awesome. So you're, you're, I'm just curious, you know, you said your wife was from a, a family of, you know, small business owners. Mm-hmm. Was that in your ethos too? I mean, is that yes. your, your family? Yes. So my family, you know, I have the, both my uh, parents emigrated uh, to the U.S. and they were, you know, you can call them small business owners, but they were kind of like worked on their own, right? They were just, it's one man kind of shops, uh, kind of Soho businesses. And, uh, and so I grew up around that and, and, and so did my wife and kind of grew up around, uh, kind of the seven day work week and, uh, and you know, everything that comes with that. And I think, you know, one of the things it was super fortunate for me to grow up in, uh, in that way, because I, I look back often and, uh, you know, sometimes we, we don't have perspective. We lose perspective, right? And, uh, and you know, we need contrast as uh, you need – we have this contrast bias that we all need and we forget sometimes, you know, we get kind of lost. And I look back at my parents and I think like, hmm, at any given point, no matter how hard I've worked at any of my companies, like I have not worked 10% as hard as my parents have worked. And I you know, truly believe that, you know. And, uh, and so I have nothing to complain about. So they give me the ultimate, uh, perspective. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's huge. I mean, that really shapes who you are and your work ethic. Absolutely. Do you, do you feel like that, like you're intentionally doing that with your kids, like by involving them, by showing them, okay, this is what dad does from a young age. Like, you know, he's working, he's going out. These are, this is his team. This is what he's building. I mean, is that, 
Is that something you're intentionally doing with your kids to involve them or? I'm saying, uh, I'd say I'm trying and, uh, and all, you know, the way that I think about it is that all you can try to do is, um, to do a little bit better than, you know, than maybe your parents were able to do, right? Because you were a little bit more fortunate, right? And each generation is a little bit more fortunate than the last. And, uh, and so you try to do a little bit better in ways that you think are better. But at the end of the day, you know, your kids are, uh, individuals and they are who they are especially once you have a once you have children uh you go you go from like before you have kids you're really into the idea that everything's about nurturing nurture versus nature then you have kids and you think like well it's 90 99 nature right like yeah. because the, the minute that your your daughter or your son is born you're like i know who this person is right and there's things and uh as they grow up that can shape them but they have a personality they are a certain they are a person an individual mm-hmm. And so I can, I try to expose them to this, but, you know, definitely not force their thinking in any way. Mm-hmm. I want them to be who they're going to be. So what are, that's interesting you say that though, like, I, I think that's a hundred percent the truth, you know, like the nature nurture thing. It's like you from so young, which is yeah. so surprising to me. You're so like, surprising. either this is something I do, this is something my wife does, or yeah, yes. it's so yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what are some unique things you guys are doing in that way, like that you guys do with your kids? Or I mean, obviously it's unique that you're involving them with your fa- you, you with your company. Um, yeah. But what are some unique you know things you guys do from a parenting standpoint, or mm-hmm. schooling, or activities, or is there yeah. anything that you guys do on that? I think the most important thing uh, that we do we do lots of things, but the most important thing that we try is to really this idea of the individual. Uh, and, and letting them make their choices and understand uh, the impact of their choices. And sometimes, you know, uh, that involves making mistakes and learning from those mistakes on their own and uh, letting them go through that process. And if we were to kind of step in each time and try to point out the mistakes that they made and uh, try to kind of um, rush that education, right, it'll never stick. They need to make mistakes on their own, they need to learn from them at their own pace. And so, uh, which if you're a parent, you know, is very, very hard. A uh, very simple thing to say, uh, very hard to do to watch your, children's, uh, your children maybe make a mistake, right? Uh, and kind of learn kind of the hard way, right? Because you want to save them from that. And so I think, you know, we are trying to let them be their individuals and learn at their own pace and choose the things that interest them and kind of support them and what interests them. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's huge. Definitely. Um, so it's all well and good, David, but what do you, what do you think is like a biggest failure you've had as a dad so far? Uh, so, so many, so many, uh, you know, I think they all kind of, um, they all have to do with patience, right? Yeah. Just going back to what I was just saying there and letting them make their own mistakes. It's a constant struggle, uh, to not want to step in and um and try to help them and try to teach them uh in the way that you were taught but all of us kind of learn in a different pace in a different way and so all my feelings and they happen you know almost every day uh have to do with patience do you think that's related to your personality being kind of more of a go-getter starter entrepreneurial driven person that you're less patient with with being a dad or definitely so i think it has to do with my personality type uh, and uh, you know my experiences and wanting to kind of help and uh, and I think you know one of the, one of the things like I, from a team perspective at, at my uh, companies that I've done for the last 
three companies or so is spend a lot of time talking about personality types. And, you know, uh, Meyer-Briggs is one example, but there are other ways, there are other tests and examples, other ways to kind of get at this. And uh, we have found it so useful, um, not in helping an individual really but the point is not to help an individual understand themselves, although it does do that. But I think the real benefit is understanding how to communicate to different personality types, right? And I think it is something that we all kind of know inside. We know like, hey, Mike is a different person than I, but we don't really practice that. We know yeah. that, but we, when I communicate to you, I communicate to you like the way that I want to be communicated to. Yeah. And then I don't say like, why doesn't Mike get it? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. And so we spend a lot of time on that stuff, and, and that kind of uh, cascades down at home as well, right? And that's going back to supporting different personality types and letting them, uh, for me, having the patience to try to learn what their personality types are like and adjust my communication and my style. Easier said than done. I fail at it almost every day. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but that is what, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. That's like even my two-year-old son would be like, you'd have to tell him what we were going to do the whole day or else he like he couldn't handle change. You know, like he, he wanted to know and then he would expect it. If not, it was like a breakdown when yes. I'd be like, hey, we got to go to the store or something. You know, like when he's – it's so crazy. That's my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's like, okay, I know that. And it's, it's such a clear example. When you talk about translating it to a team, it's like it's so much easier to see it in that context I feel like yes. than – I know, like it, yeah, it's like it's crazy, you know. Yes, yeah. So. No, my daughter's like that and likes lists and knowing everything in advance. And of course, my personality type is kind of more an entrepreneur. Is like to just wing it, right? Yeah. And we'll just figure it out. Well, don't worry, we'll just figure it out later. Yeah, exactly. It's the opposite. So, so David, what do you? What would you say to the guy that's like maybe he just started a company and he just found out his wife is pregnant and mm-hmm. has no idea? You know, he's like no idea what he's getting into. Like, yeah. what, what are some pieces of advice you'd give him? Um, yeah. So he's already guy. started the company. Already started the company. He's uh, his wife's pregnant. You know, he's like yeah. it's a first child. So, what do you say? Oh wow, so many things. One, go back and make sure that uh, this was the right. You know, spend time talking about uh, the starting of this company and if this was the right decision or not. Right. And sometimes, again, easier said than done. It's hard to reverse. It might be the only option. Uh, but really, have that discussion about like this is really difficult and you know can we can this work and if so how can it work and what are some some ideas for things that i'm going to change to be able to try to make it work and then know that most of those will probably not work once you implement them and then be committed to constantly testing just like in the startup process like testing new ideas uh seeing if they're measuring if they work and if they don't work adapting and trying different things but uh kind of having that commitment to constantly change and test new things in order to find something that works and it will be different for each of us. Yeah. That's, I think that's great advice. Um, it's, it's going back to the beginning. It's like, okay, let's, yes. let's actually have a, have a plan here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. You know, we forget so many of these things when you're in the, in the heat of things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, that's kind of basically all I had all I had to ask for you. I don't know yeah. um, any other stories you have to share, or you know, any other things that you would say to to dads, or you know, I, I guess one of the things that that I am always curious about is like it's merely just understanding how other dads like that, mm-hmm. that are startup founders, like how, what do they do, like what what are some unique things. Um, so I don't know if that's like if you have any questions like that or yeah. you know curiosities I- about it. I think it's 
it's it's a great idea. You know, what for me, one of the things that has been kind of super beneficial is uh, spending time with other startup dads, right, and trying to figure out like what are they trying to do, right, and recognizing where they're failing, I'm failing. You know, kind of trade ideas and uh, be committed to that. It's no different than. Uh, spending time with them as well and trying to figure out what's working with their companies and not. But like it's part of, or at least for me, it has been part of the conversation with them. You know, there's, we're talking about life and family and kids and startups as well. Right. It's just one, one piece in there and uh, startups that is. And so kind of commit to find people like that and spend time with that and hopefully learn from, from a podcast like yours. And uh, you know, just like we spend a lot of time reading about, uh, things to implement in, in our own startups. This needs to be an area where you're spending time and energy uh, to try to figure out. Definitely. Being intentional. Yeah. Yes, intentional. So, That's the word. That's yeah. great. Well, this well, was fun. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find out more about us and sign up to receive updates at twocentdad.com. If you liked what you heard or just want to say hi, you can shoot me an email at mike at twocentdad.com. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. It helps us to get the word out to the most people possible. The podcast production is done by Maria Van Dyken, and the show is made possible through the support of EC Group International, building software teams since 1999.